Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for the Battleground Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Hey, it's Battle. So I've never had the issue of looking presentable because I've always taken care of like my beard and my hair, and I've always tried to make sure everything is maintained very well. But when it comes to, well, you know, below the belt, that is a very sensitive area. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. And ladies, you've probably heard your guy talking about this. And yeah, it's not very good when you try to manscape, especially if you nick yourself. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Yeah, The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Okay, get this. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Guys, you know how bad that hurts when you nick those things. Manscaping accidents. Finally a thing in the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery going to last you up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower because, let's be honest, when you groom above the toilet seat, your wife or your girlfriend probably gets mad at you because you leave hair there. I know mine does. Anyways, the coolest feature on there, the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So if you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. And, you know, Father's Day's coming up, so what better gift than getting him something for Manscaped. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BATTLEGROUND at manscaped.com. I'm telling you, 20% off plus free shipping. Use the code BATTLEGROUND at manscaped.com. Your balls are going to thank you for this. Live from the Parts Unknown Studios, this is the Battleground Podcast, your place for all things pro wrestling. From the independent scene to WWE, AEW, ROH, NWA, and Impact Wrestling. Hot topics, as well as interviews with some of the biggest names in the game. The Battleground Podcast starts now. Here are your hosts, Battle and Eli. Eventually, I'm going to figure out how we're going to start this show off because... We're not as cool as the Bells of the Brawl because they have Hellfire and Brimstone, so we've got to figure out like some kind of catchphrase to kick the show off. But the show's starting now, so. I, I mean, know. I like I like the formal, you know, greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations. Okay, that's what we're gonna go with from now on. So when we start the show, we're just gonna say greetings and salutations. We sound very fancy right now. <laughs> We do sound fancy, and you know what else is fancy? That little nice set that NXT put up that we finally got a glimpse of that we all hoped at uh, in your house. You know, we were all hoping that there would be the the front door, uh, the front of the house set up. Yep. Um, I think there was just you know cautious, cautiously optimistic um, that they were going to do the set. Um, you know, I think, uh, I don't know for, 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 I guess, you know, if you were watching in the nineties, I mean, those sets were kind of iconic. So like in your house, Halloween havoc, you know, a lot of that stuff. So if you bring back that event and just name it, that event, it kind of loses the the luster a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty cool. Again, they kind of made the best of it considering there wasn't a real audience there, but uh, yeah, I thought it was a, uh, that was cool. And it was kind of cool how they did the, uh, you know, the doorbell was just the, uh, the ring and then they used the footage from it, you know, at some points through the night. So it was kind of cool. I didn't think that was cool. And that's what we're going to be discussing on today's episode. Uh, we're going to be breaking down what we thought of in your house 
Um, but yeah, it, all in all, it was good. It, it kind of makes me think though, like what if this was at an actual arena with the audience? I mean, just think of how awesome that set would look inside of an arena. I know it's like a smaller scale and the garage was th- where they came out kind of thing, but I mean, if they had more room to play with. Yeah. And it's pretty interesting because this, uh, I don't know, just kind of judging from what I was reading online. And then um, I've got CBS.com pulled up for the results. Um, This is one of the lower rated takeovers that they've ever had. Um, I think they only, they only rated one match at an A or above. And that was the, the main event, everything else was a B or lower. And, you know, most takeovers, there's several A, A matches, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, they even, um, where is that one? Oh, um, I guess Cole and dream, they gave like a C. Well, we, and we, me and you were kind of texting back and forth and we'll discuss that later, but I can kind of, it was a good match, but, I mean, we'll dive into that once we get to it. We're just going to kind of go through each match here yeah. and there and, you know, see. But I guess we could officially start the episode. I don't think we've actually, we just started talking. We haven't said what, we, what we're doing or the show name or anything. <laughs> I think we just started no. talking. We've just been talking. But yeah, so we're going to be kind of talking about uh, the In Your House pay-per-view. Um, we'll kind of talk about Adam Cole and what that meant for his contract because I did notice a lot of people were commenting about his contract um, situation. We kind of briefly talked about it last week on the show, which we'll talk about this week, but let's just kind of, let's kind of kick off. I was really, you know, surprised, but not at the same time because I knew it was going to be an amazing match kicking it off with the, uh, the six women tag match. Yeah. Um, I don't really like six, six man tag matches um, just because it's generally, um, I mean, unless there's a specific build, you know, like, um, whatever, you know, the three members of the shield against the three members of new day or, you know, something like that where it's three on three or something like that. But when they just put these, you know, kind of random people together, it's almost like they just didn't have a spot for them. So they're like, well, let's just do this, you know? And I mean, it's, you know, it's fine. It just, it kind of reminds me of a Royal rumble, you know, unless you're at the actual Royal rumble, like the Royal rumbles are just kind of like, we don't know what else to do, so we're going to do this battle royal, you know. So, um, but I mean, it was pretty, you know. Obviously, all all six of these, you know, females are incredible. I mean, um, Dakota. I got, really want that tank that Shotzi drives out. Yeah, but I don't think my big ass can make that work and drive. Um, you and me, both. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, Dakota got. Um, rising star of the year or something last year at the NXT awards and her and Tegan Knox had a pretty crazy f- battle at the end of last year. And I mean, all these, all these females are awesome. So, I mean, the match itself was good. I just personally, I'm not a huge fan of just kind of throwing together six man tag matches. Yeah. But I mean, it, it got, it got a lot of them screen time and it, you know, everybody, it was a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, CBS gave it what a B minus. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what storylines develop from this six women tag match. Um, but, you know, CBS thinks that the match was a little too rushed in the build and suffered for it. Yeah. Um, I could see that. It, it seemed like it was, it was a lot of things were happening at once. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was maybe just because, you know, it was the kickoff match or it was okay. Look, every every takeover we have, this opening match sets the tone for the entire night. Yeah, I think that probably had something to do with it, and um, you know, probably just nerves too. I mean, just you know, it's a different situation and everything. But um, but yeah, I mean, I you know, considering it's an opening match, I mean, it it, it was it was very solid. Um, you know, start solid start to the pay per view. I'd say. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a good one. Uh, moving on to the next match, which by the way, real quick, uh, if you're on social media, please give us a follow. Uh, we're on Instagram battleground podcast. We're on Twitter at battleground IHR. And then every Thursday night, the girls get on, uh, KB's Twitch and they do a live taping of the show. So you could join that. Um, definitely check that out. Follow us on our socials and you'll see all that stuff. But the next match is the one that I, I was looking forward to. And it was Finn Balor. And Damian Priest. And if you don't know who Damian Priest is and you're a Ring of Honor fan, 
uh, Damian Priest used to be Punishment Martinez. Yeah, former uh, television champion, Mr. Martinez. Yes, and for a big dude, he can fly. Yeah, I thought it was a good mix um, because they're both kind of built out of the same mold in the sense that they're both, you know, kind of muscular guys, but they can, you know, kind of fly a little bit. Finn obviously can do a little bit more, but I mean, Damian Priest, considering his build and everything, I mean, he he really, like some of the kicks he was doing last night were just awesome, but um, I didn't really know. I, I mean, I obviously assumed Finn was going to win. Um you know, I I wouldn't, I don't know. I kind of, I almost see him being the one to beat Adam Cole and get the belt back. Um, so I think they're kind of building to something. Uh, yeah. But, uh, um, I don't, you know, CBS gave it a B. Um, you know, I think it was, uh, I think Finn put him over, so it didn't look like a weak loss or anything like that. Um, the spot where he gets, uh, Priest gets kicked off the side and lands on his back on the steps was gnarly. Those are, and just hearing that thump, like, doom, I mean, yeah. like, I was, when I was, I watched it and I was scrolling through, you know, Twitter and people were just like, that was unnecessary. There was no reason to do that. It could have ended his career. They were like comparing it to Rick Rude's spot. Yeah. Um, and it's and like it me and you were hard. talking about, like, there's not a way to fake that. Like, you, I mean, you just have to fall on the still step. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a way. You just have to there. pray to God that, you know, you land on yeah. some part of your back that's not going to be too terribly bad. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and look at some of the stuff they did, in, like the Attitude Era, you know, Shane falling off the Jumbotron and all that crap, you know that he was falling on pads and it was safe and stuff like that. There's right. also times when you can see stuff, um, you know, the New Jack scaffold match, you know, uh, I, there's no way to fake that. He threw somebody off. You know, <laughs> yeah. same thing, like same thing with Damian Priest. Like there's nowhere to go, but on your back and it's solid steel steps. Like that's just, you know, that's the way it goes. But, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, it's cool that, that, uh, they're giving Damian Priest kind of some face time. Um, you know, when he moved over from ring of honor, it was kind of a slow build and he wasn't on TV every single week. And, you know, I think it was just, you know, getting his feet under him and everything. But, yeah, I think um, he was he was doing um like a lot of the house shows. Yeah, like when NXT would go to, you know, the one that you went to mm-hmm. down there. Um, yeah, he was actually was there. Yeah, he was at that one. But uh, like him and hit him, him and Matt Riddle are like really good friends. You know. Yeah. And I I, I want to say maybe they roomed together there in Orlando for a little bit or something along those lines. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's great to see Damian priest get what he get the screen time and get the recognition that he deserves. Not that he didn't get it in ring of honor. I mean, he was hell the television champion. So yeah. Um, and he's, he's been a former guest on the show, which you can go back and listen to that episode. But I mean, the big dude can fly. I mean, yeah. he's, he's got the undertaker built, but he can fly. Like yeah. you don't have to worry about, you know, is he going to butcher this? Is he going to botch this jumping off the top rope? Yeah. And somebody was already comparing him to Baron Corbin and they're like, he's already a better Baron Corbin. And like, well, yeah, but I mean, they can be similar. I don't think they're exactly the same, but yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't see that comparison. Like I get maybe like, I think it's just kind of thing. I think it's just, he's bigger and the tattoos and you know, but so yeah. Anyways, I mean, uh, I, I mean, they gave it a B. I mean, I I think that's pretty solid, you know. Um, so um, so yeah. So I mean, not a bad. The, those two matches were not a bad start to the to the. No, not at all. And the fact that you know, the one thing that I did enjoy about in your house is like when we talked about the whole, you know, is the house set coming back? This, that, and the other. But the fact that they got Todd Pettengill back for mm-hmm. in your house and promos was the best part of the night. Yeah, that um I thought it was cool when he was talking about the um you know, the uh he did the promotional consideration spots. Yes. And um you know, he he was talking about, well, for all your needs with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Jiffy Lube, it's our job to make car care make sense. That's why we offer personalized service reviews that swap car talk for straight talk, so you know what your car is telling you and what to do about it. Putting you in the driver's seat of car care? That's a job for Jiffy. Visit JiffyLube.com to find a service center near you. Just call 1-900. Oh, sorry. And then he's like, go to WWE.com or whatever. And uh, Adam Cole doing the Ico Pro commercial. And I thought, I mean, they, they had a lot of fun with it. And um, honestly, that stuff it reminds me of like the NWA and what they're doing with uh, um, Danny Deals and uh, yes. uh, Waffle and the Tire Iron Emporium and all that stuff. You know, they're just kind of having fun with it and they're doing they're making these commercials like you would have seen in the eighties and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, I thought that was really awesome. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if they do announce by some miracle that they're bringing back Halloween havoc, we should feel safe, you know, that they're going to have a set set up to as long as it's with NXT. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'd be my preference, but I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be too he- picky. I wouldn't be picky either, but I think NXT would probably be the best suited to pull off the Halloween Havoc. Just, you know, and Triple H seems to let everybody just have free reign. It's not like Vince is calling the shots or, you know. Yeah. I just think that, like, that set would look better in a bigger arena. Like, I don't, I think they would have to sacrifice too much of it to to get it in the, well, I guess it depends on if it's a regular takeover, if it's like, what they did this weekend and it was at the performance center, you know, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, they, they took over war games and that's their thing now. So, I mean, give them, give them Halloween havoc. I, I would, I mean, there's a whole list of things. I know one that they won't get is bash at the beach, but yeah. <clears throat> no, it's, it's only a matter of time before Cody just gets all the, the, the dusty pay-per-views. Yeah, I know that's kind of what he's, shooting for so you know we'll see but uh so the next match was keith lee and Johnny gargano for the nxt north american championship and for those of you that listen i texted this to eli last night and please don't at me i don't get the hype of johnny gargano i'm not a johnny gargano fan like i don't see anything special about johnny gargano yeah. <laughs> i'm probably gonna get i'm it's it's you know cheap heat but i'm just i just don't get it um, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I, um, uh, you know, by the time I got back into wrestling, I, I hadn't, I, I never really, I never really watched what, what many, what you would consider like independent wrestling. Um, right. you know, I, I had, um, I had some tapes and stuff when I was younger and I, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure I had some smaller promotional stuff. And, you know, I, I remember, um, but I mean, even like new Japan's like new Japan, like new Japan's a big, that's not an indie, you know? Um, right. so I don't, I don't really remember when I saw my first quote unquote independent wrestling match. Um, but you know, by the time I started watching, he was already in NXT. He was Johnny wrestling, whatever. Um, and, um, I mean, the, the first thing that I remember of him was the cruiserweight tournament where he, him and Ciampa were already teaming, tag teaming at some point. I don't They're think like they DIY, right? I don't, I don't think they officially had that name yet, but I think it was that it already started. But um, they got each other's number in the tournament, and they had to fight each other, and then it was over, and then they went back to being a tag team, and then he eventually turned on gargano but i was more drawn to champa than i was gargano and then going back and watching some of champa stuff before he got to nxt I, i'm a much bigger fan of, of him than i am gargano um most definitely i'm actually probably a bigger fan of his wife than i am him um, oh candace yeah just i did see like once i got into it i went back and watched some of like her and joey ryan stuff and um um world's cutest tag team all that stuff so i've got to i'll say this i would say that candace 
will be the NXT Women's Championship probably sometime next year. Yeah, I don't. It's really weird. Like she hasn't really wrestled a ton. It seems like to me, like she for the first little bit she was over with NXT. She just like went with Johnny Gargano to the ring. Like she, I, I don't even remember the first time I remember her wrestling. Um, so I don't, I don't really know what they're doing with her, to be honest with you. I mean, it's kind of cool that she's kind of heelish now and changing her hair color and doing all this weird stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, she's obviously talented, but I just, as of right now, I just don't know what she, what they're doing with her. It's kind of like the Chelsea Green thing. It's like you had her with Robert Stone. She dropped Robert Stone, and then she like teamed with Charlotte, and then she did it. It's like what what's going on? Like, is she about to get called up, mm-hmm. or what? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's very strange. <laughs> now that we kind of got an off track of of, of some certain kind of wrestling, so we'll talk about Keith Lee and Jar- Johnny Gargano's match. Um, the one thing I didn't understand was Johnny Gargano's ring attire. I didn't know if he's like Assassin's Creed or, you know what, but the homage of him paying tribute to um, Doc right as soon as he was walking out the door, I believe. Um, uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, that's what I saw on Twitter because I, I didn't see it. I saw it very quickly and I didn't know. And it looked like Michael Hayes on the photo that Johnny Gargano. Was yeah, yeah, that at. was. Yeah, that's who was in the his house. Yeah. Okay. That so, was it. That was in like mid nineties. That's when he was uh, like an announcer and he did backstage interviews and stuff. So, and so him coming out, didn't understand that, but I will say this, that kudos. And we talked about it in the group chat. Uh, kudos to Keith Lee for, you know, having black lives matter on his entire ring attire, especially, you know, the one thing I saw a lot of people were talking about was like, they were applauding Keith for wearing that, especially with Vince McMahon on the company and, you know, his ties with Trump and we're not getting political on this, but kudos and much respect to Keith Lee. Yeah. Um, that was uh, a lot of people pointed that out. So that was a pretty cool. Um, pretty cool. But yeah, so, uh, start the match off. The one thing, uh, it, it was kind of, uh, a slow build, I guess. Yeah. In in my opinion, um, it seemed like it was kind of them filling each other out and, you know, I was like, if I just didn't want to see Gargano win the title, um, there's got to be something else with him. And, you know, they did everything right in the match to make both of them look good and make Keith not look like, oh, he's getting beat by, you know, David. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And that, uh, the spot where he, checked Gargano through the plexiglass. Was oh, God. Cool. Like, if if you're in a match with Keith Lee and you're running away and you're near a guardrail, you're pretty much determined to go flying. Yeah. So. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't, you know, Adam Cole height to that, that flying, but, um, he, he, I was, I was wondering when that somebody was going to get thrown through that plexiglass. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of, a. You know, and obviously we'll talk about it later, but it's kind of when when you start the pay-per-view, you're kind of like, okay, I think somebody's going through that. Okay, who's going to jump off the house? Okay, who's getting thrown through the window? Okay, who's going to, you know, drive a tank out the garage? Whatever, you know, you kind of start thinking right. like, I wonder what they're going to do with all these props and all these stagings and stuff like that. So, but, but yeah, I mean, it was, you know, um, CBS gave it a B. Um Keith Lee obviously retained um, still the United States or excuse me, North American champion. Um, I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was solid. I'm, I'm a very big Keith Lee fan. So watching him beat up Gargano was. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the moment that we get Keith Lee and Brock Lesnar. Yeah. I mean, it's bound to happen because you you got to understand Vince is looking at Keith and be like that that dude's a hoss right there and that we got a glimpse of it kinda at the Royal Rumble yeah I'm the only thing that the only thing that kind of concerns me is that um, Brock prefers like the smaller matches now so he doesn't 
he doesn't like like him against Braun and him against Bobby Lashley. You know, he likes like him against Seth, him against Daniel Bryan, him against Finn Balor. So, um, so I don't know. Um, and, um, you know, evidently it might've been the Royal Rumble, I don't know, or it might've been WrestleMania, but I guess, um, Matt Riddle was backstage and they crossed paths and Brock's like, quit saying my name. We're never working together. And it's like, you know, he, he's one of the like two or three people that can determine, like, I'm not, I'm not doing a program with him. So, so I don't know. I I think it, I think all the big people, I think you kind of inevitably think like, I wonder what would happen with him and Brock. So I think it's just natural to be like, dang, I wonder what Keith would do in the ring with him. But I don't know. I, th- I think Brock's starting to wind down his career a little bit, so I think he's kind of picking and choosing what he does from here on out. So we'll see. I think it would be a yeah. good match just because they're both similar, but obviously Keith's you know ten or twelve years younger or whatever. Yeah, I think it, if anything, it's one of those ones that you know it's kind of getting close towards the end of Brock's career, and it's like, hey, do one do a favor for us and just put Keith over kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Keith Lee, Keith Lee won. Uh, I did notice a lot of people um, talking about Mia Yim coming out and like beating Candice LeRae in some sweatpants and Timberlands. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, that was a cool moment. But glad that Keith Lee won. You know, kept the title. It's, it should be fun to see who he's going to go against next, and we'll find out Wednesday night because they'll probably get to going with that. Um, the next match is the, the one that was previously taped, I do believe. And it was the NXT championship, Adam Cole versus Velveteen dream in a backlot brawl. And I was like, okay, what's this going to be? And of course you heard all these talks that, uh, Adam Cole contract is up this summer. What's he going to do? And then you had Britt Baker that came on. I guess she was what on the AEW podcast, and she was like, you know, I see, you know, Adam and the Bucks and Omega and all them wrestling again together, you know, sooner than later, blah blah blah. So of course the internet starts buzzing. Is Adam Cole going to AEW? Um, if you haven't seen it in your house, Adam Cole did win last night, but we'll talk about this match and what that meant moving forward with the future of WWE and NXT. Um, the entrances, I wasn't really impressed with Adam Cole's like I was Velveteen Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, are you talking about like when he came out on the monster truck? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It was, it was just like an excuse to like show a truck that was covered in, you know, whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know. Um shock the system monster truck. Yeah, the UE monster truck. So um yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I thought Dream obviously looked like a badass driving up looking like Negan from um uh Walking Dead. But um That was amazing. Yeah, that was really good. I really like how he changes his outfit, you know, a little bit and he kind of had a Hollywood Hogan influence tights and then he had like Rick Rude influence tights. And then, you know, he obviously dressed up like Negan. So, um, I kind of like when he tweaks his stuff like that, but, um, yeah, it was very confusing because I've never seen, um, well, I was about to say that uh, maybe I have, I don't know. um, off the top of my head, let me rephrase that. I'm sure I've seen something, but nothing's jumping out, but I've never seen a, uh, you know, like a parking lot brawl or some kind of like backstage. Like I've never seen anything like that with a ring. Yeah. Cause it's, you, you look back at the other ones and it's like, it's just the cars in the circle and it's just, you know, they're, fighting on whatever kind of like you know eddie guerrero and john cena yeah i mean it just like when i hear that i think of like like hardcore hardcore rules you know and you just you're fighting all backstage and in the parking lot whatever and you just you know you gotta get your the pin and that's it and it's like it's almost like they either should have taken the ring out 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And then made it quote-unquote cinematic, or they should have left the ring, but then just had a normal match. You know, like, it it was just confusing one way. It needed to change one way. And they even... um, Let's see. CBS said this was visually difficult to watch with significant lighting issues and a jumbled mess of spots and quote unquote things happening. These two would have been far better served to have a straight wrestling match rather than go on the quote unquote cinematic route. And they gave it a C and I agree. It, it was kind of, um, I mean, it was very, you could tell a lot of the stuff was orchestrated and stuff, but it was just like, it didn't really need to be. You know, no. it, wa- it wasn't like the Undertaker and AJ Styles match. And it wasn't like the Bray Wyatt and John Cena match. Like, they could have just done that live. Like, the exact same thing that we saw, you could have just done that as a live match. It wasn't really, quote-unquote, cinematic. So, yeah, a little um, little anticlimactic, you know. Um, um, I, I think everyone's waiting for uh, Dream to turn the corner and you know, get the gold or get the North American title back or. And I really thought that that was last night was going to be the turning corner for dream. Yeah. Um, especially as, as much as they've hyped up Adam Colby in the longest reigning champion and he's the face of NXT <laughs> and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And, and that's, then, that's why I think the, that's why I think it's going to be Finn just because, uh, you know, he, he had the showdown with him, but then he turned on Gargano because that's probably the exact same thing I would do. But, um, you know, they kind of hinted that, that something was happening and then it didn't. And I don't know. I just kind of see that. Like I, I see, I see Finn being like that worthy of a competitor. Not that, that you know, everyone else that Adam Cole's fault so far isn't, but I think he, that he would be a worthy, you know, it's, um, you know, he, he, he was one of the ones that put NXT on the map. He held the title for the longest. Cole bro- broke that streak. He wants the belt back to start a new streak, blah, blah, blah. Like it already kind of has a built in story, you know? So, right. And you kind of think if, if Cole drops it to Finn, does that mean Cole's about to get caught up and Finn kind of creates, you know, the OC, whatever he wants to call it with everybody else? Oh. I mean, I almost see. I can almost see like all four of them getting caught up, you know, just, just send the whole group up. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it, I mean, it was, it, it, I don't know, like, like you said, and of course CBS is reporting, like it was very hard to follow. It was the part where the lady pulled up in the Uber and I'm like, okay, what's this supposed to be? Like, what does this have anything to do with it? And there was really nothing in it. They just went through both sides of the van and then, you know, it was like, when does Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish come into play? Because you know it's going to happen. And they came out. And then uh, Dexter Loomis, who's fantastic. Like, um, glad to see him finally getting what he deserves as well. Uh, former tried and true champion, by the way. Shout out. Uh, but, I mean, his character is just is, is amazing. And him, you know, coming to help out Dream. And I thought, okay, well, maybe... I saw that and I was like, and I think I texted you. I was like, I would like to see Dream and Dexter Loomis go at it just because of the head games that both of them would play. Yeah. Yeah. They, I wouldn't be surprised if they set them up to be a tag team and then, um, you know, they split up per usual. Um, and who, who are the NXT tag team champions right now? 
they beat it's uh, the people from Imperium. That's right. Yeah, because they're the NXT UK tag champs and the NXT champs. Because uh, Pete Dunn, I think maybe his v- his visa made him go back during mm-hmm. this COVID stuff, and it was Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher. Mm-hmm. And that's what um, that's what set up their uh, at least they're at least they're not putting yeah. them in a triathlon like Street Profits and Viking Raiders. Um, <laughs> but that's for a different episode that we'll talk about. Um, so yeah, so Cole, you know, Cole got the win, he got the pin. And Cole retains the title, which which then all of a sudden, after that match was over, I loved watching watching social media because you know for the longest we knew about Adam Cole's contract being up this summer, but apparently according to some of the several dirt sheets, Adam Cole signed a multi year deal, you know, months ago before his contract was even up. Yeah, yeah, I. Uh... Because he started at NXT and not on the main roster, he's, you know, he's completely under the wing of Shawn Michaels and triple H and, which is um, a great wing to be under. Oh yeah. And so, you know, I, I think they're grooming him to be like the second coming kind of a deal. So I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I see him. I don't know if I see him leaving. <laughs> he might be a, he might be a lifer. That's what I'm thinking. I think, you know, years from now, you're going to sit there and I think Adam Cole is going to be like, like you said, the second coming. He's going to be your next, you know, Cena, Rock, mm-hmm. you know, and, Roman. And I have to say, I, I don't know for sure, but I want to bet that if anyone, maybe, maybe not Kenny Omega, but if anyone else from the elite like Cody or the Bucks. I mean, even Hangman, I guess. Um, I mean, if they had gotten an, an offer like that, I, I don't know if they would have went to AW. You know, if like, if Triple H was like, and it'd be weird because they probably wouldn't go to NXT. But, you know, I, I if, if Triple H was like, hey, Cody, why don't you come back? We're going to put you on the main roster. We're going to kind of build, you know, build the main event picture around you. Right. I mean, that's all he wanted, you know? So, like, I can't blame Adam Cole for that, you know? And I'm sure there's still, you know, uh, a lot of these guys grew up watching WWE, so they're living their dreams. They're working at the company they want to work at. Um, and obviously, Cole has friends in WWE. There's all always stuff going around about him and Kevin Owens and, you know, everybody, really. So, um um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think he'll be good anywhere, obviously, but like, I mean, I think, I think by the time he's like a main event player, I'm hoping Vince will be gone, like retired, not dead. And, yeah. um, <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, anyways, you know, it, it is what it is. It was a, not a great match, but you know, he retained. It does what it needs to do. Um, and me and you had kind of been going back and forth because, you know, we had other things to do. We were like, okay, we're going to turn it off after this match. And then I completely forgot because I thought maybe I'd already missed this. But the next match is Ciampa versus Karrion Cross, formerly known as Killer Cross. And, like, the entrance for Karrion Cross is phenomenal, especially, you know, with putting Scarlet with him and that thing. I put that entrance up there with, like, the Bray Wyatt, fiend entrance mm-hmm. yeah it was um yeah um it was like just cinematic enough but then it also like you know to me it kind of felt like a threat like it felt like somebody was walking out to beat somebody up you know and yeah um, and i kind of liked that scarlet really didn't get involved she was kind of just eye candy um um, I don't know. I, I can see her kind of interfering with matches and like, you know, high profile matches. Like maybe he's fighting for the title or something, but just like, just kind of normal matches where there's not a lot on the line. I think cross needs to, to do most of the work in the, in the ring. So I think, I think cross will, will either be NXT 
North American champion or, you know, or he'll be the heavyweight champion within a year, maybe two years at the most. Yeah, I can see that. And a lot of people are kind of already, you know, guessing and whatever online, like how long is he going to be at NXT? You know, like he's ready now. And um, so, but yeah, I mean, solid match. Um, And they booked it perfectly. Yeah. I thought it, I thought they both got their, their, you know, their spots in. And then I thought, um, um, I thought, you know, putting him to sleep, uh, cross jacket and him not being, you know, he didn't tap out. He, he just, you know, passed out kind of, right. They've done this hundreds. Uh, that's how Oscar beat Bailey. You know, they've done it a hundred times. Um, but uh yeah cbs gave it a b plus i'd i'd probably give it a b plus or an a minus i mean it was um you know if you're you know if you have a match that has to be an exclamation point i thought that was like probably the best way to do it so yes most definitely and then finally the main event which i was actually kind of shocked about this because i saw this on twitter and i remember i sent it to you that this is the first time uh, I think I w- think since what 2015, I think is what the tweet said that mm-hmm. a women's matched main evented NXT takeover, and NXT was kind of the start of the women's revolution, mm-hmm. which is a shocker to me. Yeah, um, that was um, yeah, that was surprising to me too. Um, I thought I remember at least something else between then and now, but probably not. So. But um yeah, so Charlotte Ray Ripley and uh how do you say her last name? She Sheer Sherry. I I I feel horrible for tr- trying to figure this out. This is this is where you know Lena and KB come involved and they start yelling at us for saying it the wrong name. I think it's Eo Shirai. I think that's that's I think that's what it is. Yeah, that, that's what I try to say. Um sometimes it doesn't land that well, so it's that Tennessee accent. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, shit, so that, boy, shit. <laughs> I mean, the yeah, the it's like two rednecks trying to figure out e ero. Yeah, no, it's it's Shirai. Shirai. Because yeah. I remember we had this conversation. Um, I want to say maybe at a Ring of Honor pay per view, maybe at that Ring of Honor show, maybe at Raw, like KB, like. We were trying to say her name, and KB was like, "No, no, no! This is how you say her name. Mm-hmm. That's her love, or you know, something like that." Yeah, um, I remember that. But I mean, all in all, great match. I think, I think Charlotte is now the person that they're like, "Okay, we're gonna put you in a match with Charlotte because we need you to go over. Charlotte will put you over, but still win the match and make you look good." But she didn't win last night. You probably heard this at the beginning of the show, but right now you can get 20% off and free shipping with code battleground at manscaped.com. Yeah, we've we've teamed up with Manscaped. Uh, You get 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. All you have to do is use the code battleground and boom, Father's Day is right around the corner. Get your dad some stuff from Manscaped. I guess the picture that Gargano, that was was Michael Hayes, but it was him uh, portraying Doc Hendricks, which is, I guess... That's who he used to be. That was his backstage name. And um, he, uh, I guess he refused to do it. I guess Triple H asked him, you know, what he wanted to do. And um, he said, no, thank you. So that's, you know, I guess they got almost everything. Um, I don't, I don't remember. Okay. So. This is from Sean Ross Sapp at Fightful. Um, our buddy over there. Is that the name of it? I don't know. Um, this <laughs> you was just how professional we are with this podcast right now. Yep. Um, it says Triple H says the culmination of Charlotte's of Charlotte's NXT booking will make sense in three to four months, but right now it looks like she won the Royal Rumble over Shayna and minimized her Mania match, halted Ripley's momentum, and exhausted a bunch of champion versus champion matches without being pinned. So I dig it. So not everyone um, 
I guess was thrilled that Charlotte went to NXT and, you know, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like if they did it to, you know, put with lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. NXT on the map or help with ratings or blah, blah, blah. Like I can see that, but like the ratings have sucked since she became champion, you know, because of the pandemic and crap. So like... I mean, you could you could put Ric Flair on NXT with the belt, and it, it, no one's going to watch. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. I mean, it, it it does bring up a good point. It's just like, you know, did you do this to further the brand and further the other two competitors, or does just Charlotte always have to have a belt? Well, and that was the one thing I noticed that like WWE put out. And, uh, you know, we're recording this today. Today's Monday. We're going to put it out later this evening. But the one thing I noticed was like WWE put out Charlotte Flair confronts Oscar. And I'm like, why? Like she just lost the title and now you're throwing her on raw to go against Oscar. Like we've seen this story a million times. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, and there's still people, I mean, there's still people that, you know, uh, her beating Oscar at WrestleMania was pointless. You know, I mean, they're they're starting to build Oscar back up, and you know, she's kind of back to her level she was when she was undefeated. But it's just like, why would you send her into the ditch for two years just to build her back up to the same position when you could have just had her beat Charlotte at WrestleMania and be done with it? Right, and. I, the thing, and we've talked about this numerous times on the show, I love that they just say, Oscar, you know what? Go out there and do whatever you want. You know, and they don't say, don't try to, you know, talk your entire promo in English. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I think that's the best. I, I don't want them to sit there and be like, you know, we need to put like somebody with Oscar that translates for her. We don't. I, being a fan, I don't want to see that because then that just kind of like drops that down just a little bit when Asuka does go on her rants. Because it's fun because she gets so animated when she's doing her promos. And like, you don't know what she's saying, but you get like a couple of the broken English stuff in there. And it's like, it's great. Like, I'm sitting there. Yeah, I'd rather I'd rather hear her in her own voice and, and read subtitles than you know, book her with a, a translator or something like that. Yes. Yep. And I just, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's anyways. Uh, I guess we can talk about the-, the match now. We're talking about everything, but, but that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're just kind of all over the place, but yeah. the, you know, uh, Cherie, uh, won the match. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Uh, which was, which kind of shocked everybody. But the one thing I did notice at the end, after I watched the video, and they, they, I, I want to say maybe Botch Club might have put it up, but when Cherie did the, or Shirai did the, the moonsault, like her knee went right into Rhea's face. Oh, dude. I, as soon as that happened, I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I mean, I, I couldn't I even hide it. And the fact that Rhea Ripley laid there, through the through the end of the show, you know, she eventually got out of the ring, but she didn't put her hands up on her face. She didn't squint. I mean, she was as professional as you can be. I mean, it was, but that that was a botch and a half. Holy crap! Yeah, and I, I just was like, whoa! I was like, between that and you know, Damian Priest hitting the stairs, I was like, those are your two for the night. Mm-hmm. And then she, uh, Shirai was the one that she, she dove off the, the house set and hit, hit both, uh, Flair and Ripley. So that was cool. Um, but you know, it's kind of, um, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Like it's almost like they turn, it's almost like they turn the tables on the women competitors way quicker than they do the men. So like, so Ray Ripley was the first NXT UK champion. And then 
she dropped it to Tony. And I mean, at that point, Tony might've been like the most popular female wrestler, at least top five on the planet. I mean, she was just blowing up. And then it seemed like she was the one that they were really pushing. And then she dropped that title. And then, you know, they put Re over in NXT and she beat Shayna. And now she's doing all the stuff with Charlotte. But now, you know, she dropped to Charlotte and then she just lost this match. And it's almost like they're kind of already moving on from her. So it's like, and I granted, I mean, Ray Ripley's like 23. I mean, she's got a long time left in the business, but it's just weird that she's already hit these milestones, but then they kind of back off and then, you know, well, let's do it again. And then they back off. And so, yeah, but I don't, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even remember the last time I heard anything about Tony Storm. So, um, I don't know. Kind of strange. Yeah, that is kind of strange, but, um, I think the last time like I heard something and maybe maybe this was kind of when she dropped it to Rhea, but I remember there was that whole situation where somebody like I want to say hacked her phone and leaked her photos. Yeah. Well, so that I happened think- right before she won the title. Okay. Like, yeah, so That's that was it. that was happening within the the fir- like a week or two before their match. Yeah. And I think I saw maybe around November when they were doing the like SmackDown Raw NXT stuff at Survivor Series, she might have popped up. But like people were booing her. Like they they weren't treating her like a baby face, you know? So I don't know. I don't know. I mean again, she's young too. I think she's like twenty five or twenty six. So um you know they got a long way to go. But it's just kind of strange. But anyways, um CBS gave the match an A minus and I mean, I'd, I'd probably just give it an A, you know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, that minus that last spot, <laughs> um, the, uh, that probably was the best match of the night. So, um, but I think it, you know, the end of the CBS thing says, uh, this was a brilliant main event, perfectly paced. And with all three women looking outstanding, Flair's time as champion needed to end. And Shirai's champion gives Ripley someone to chase in an immediately interesting program. So most likely Charlotte, it will be going back to one of the, one of the brands. So yeah, or already wow. is, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Let's see what else can we talk about from last night. Um, the other thing that was kind of funny was they went back to the old Shawn Michaels pecking at a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like the old computer, and it was like Shawn and Triple H and Road Dog, and of course Shawn is amazing at what he does. I mean, you know, I, I think that maybe he could have one wrestling match left in him, but um, just what he's doing with NXT is awesome. One thing I don't care about and this is breaking off of in your house pay-per-view but we all saw it last night was the greatest wrestling match ever Mm. and this can be the last thing that we talk about because this kind of has just been i've been trying to figure this out but it's like edge and randy orton backlash and they're calling it the greatest match ever the thing that really got me kind of like what the hell just happened was they didn't have some cool you know, promo music to it, not like a code orange or whatever. No offense to Panic at the Disco fans or fans of the Greatest Showman, but they played the Greatest Showman's version of the Greatest Show from Panic at the Disco as the promo music. Like you got to come up with something cooler. <sighs> yeah. Um, it, it's pretty weird. I, I've I've heard people. I've heard rumblings about greatest match of all time or whatever they're, however they're referring to it. And, you know, I just thought it was the same thing we always talk about who, what are your top five greatest matches of all time? What are your best, you know, what are your top WrestleMania matches of all time? Like everybody does this, this stuff, you know? And, um, and yeah. And then they had that little, uh, whatever teaser, little commercial or whatever. And they showed the graphic and everything. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, like this could be an awesome WWE 24 documentary of counting down the biggest matches of whatever, mm-hmm. but that's this. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, I, I don't, I don't think Randy Orton is edge's greatest opponent. And I don't think edge is Randy Orton's greatest opponent. So like, I just don't like, there's no like 
legs for this to stand on. So no, I don't know. Sounds really lame. So it uh, it is very lame, but uh, I guess kind of still adjacent to that. I guess we could mention um, his tweet and then Trump's response. Yes. So Twitter has been going crazy. You've got Brian Cage versus Lacey Evans on Twitter, and then you've got Champa and Randy Orton. Um, and of course, Randy Orton, I had the tweet because I retweeted Champa's tweet. Um, it was great because so Randy Orton, uh, I guess yesterday said, heard hashtag WWE NXT takeover in your house was great. Slapping my leg for you guys. Sincerely, leg slap. And of course, Randy has been very critical about NXT and leg slap. And if you know wrestling, you know the whole leg slap thing and whatnot. So, uh, Ciampa responded, my daughter has been having trouble sleeping. Luckily, I found a remedy. Randy Orton matches better than NyQuil. Sincerely, in an entire locker room who busted their asses. Yep. Give me that match now. Do not give me Edge and Randy Orton. Give me Ciampa and Orton. Yeah, I mean that one would be pretty killer. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see it happening because Ciampa said if he got called up to Raw or SmackDown, he's going to retire. So, I think I don't know about Gargano, but I know him. Like he's he's NXT until he's done. So Orton would have to come down NXT, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, I don't see that happening. But then um, we could wrap it up now. I guess. I mean, I'm not too. There's not a ton going on right now. You know, there's a lot of important stuff going on in the world right now, and um, you know, we're trying to find little bright spots when we can and. There was a quote-unquote pay-per-view last night, so that's what we're talking about. And it was a good pay-per-view, and it kind of, you know, took took your mind off for a little bit, you know, and uh, all great stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not really too worried about this Brian Cage and Lacey Evans going back and forth, but... Um, nah. nah, they're just bickering. Yeah. Oh well, but that does conclude the episode. So we we we're kind of getting back in the swing of things after not talking wrestling for so long, and we just had guests, and we can talk about their career. So uh, now that wrestling's back, FTR has their first wrestling match on Wednesday night uh, against Butcher and Eminem, the Blade, whatever. Um, I love how FTR called him Eminem, but. Hmm. That- that's another story for another day but yeah so we'll we'll kind of talk about what happened with uh wrestling this week on uh, next week's episode you've got bells of the brawl doing their live show thursday night on twitch and then of course we take that video we take the audio and we put it up as a podcast on friday so definitely check out that make sure you're following along on uh twitter it's battleground ihr uh instagram is battleground podcast and uh I guess that's about it. Is there anything else you have to say before uh, we sign off? No. Um, I don't think so. I think, um, I mean, everything else that's kind of popped up in the last little bit has all been kind of related to like Black Lives Matter. And um, I just feel if we were going to talk about that, we'd kind of dedicate a whole episode to it. So, yes. um, but um, no, I think. Um, I think we I think we did an adequate job of covering that pay-per-view. Yes, and that is a, a wrap. So, without further ado, happy trails and what am I supposed to say? A river dirty. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, we're getting back in the swing of things. This is like the second episode of us just getting into talk wrestling. So, mm-hmm. we're uh we're going to end it on that it'll note be, right. There. It'll be that or maybe Otvider saying, I don't know, one of those. We'll figure it out. We'll play around with it. We'll figure out what the intro to start the show is going to be and what the outro to end the show is going to be. But until then, enjoy this episode and make sure you follow us on social media. It's Battleground Podcast on Instagram, Battleground IHR on Twitter. And uh, we do have a Facebook. Just find Battleground Podcast on Facebook. But thank you. And please leave us a five-star review. It helps us out tremendously. Boom. Good night and good luck. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Battleground Podcast. Make sure you give it five stars and a nice review. To stay up to date with the show, follow them at Battleground Podcast on Instagram.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.